Blog Talk Radio. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit will follow those that believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said that he would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Welcome to The Best is Yet to Come with Pastor Brad Morgan. Today we continue the study on the gifts of the Spirit with the first of a two-part teaching from Pastor Brad on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Brad Morgan. It's good being with you today. For the last few weeks, I've been teaching on the spiritual gifts, the word of wisdom, and the word of knowledge. Today, I would like to teach on something that I've found is very important in the gifts of the Spirit flowing through your life, and that is I want to teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The word uh, baptism, the Greek word is baptismo, and that word actually means to immerse. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that Jesus does. He immerses us in the Holy Spirit, and in that immersion, he gives us a language. And uh, we see this uh, many places. In the book of Acts, over and over again, you see three things happen. You see people repenting and receiving the Word of God. You see them being water baptized, and then you see them receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, when I was around 17 years old, I received Christ into my life. And then many years later, I was, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe five years later, I was water baptized. I was water baptized in a Baptist church by a Methodist pastor. And uh, that's an interesting combination. But anyways, as I was I just saw in the word where where the where baptism stood for you identifying with Christ and you saying you wanted to live for the Lord as you went into the, the water you were dying to that your old way of life and as you came out of the water you were saying yes to a new way of life and so it was many years after that that God began to open my eyes to the truth of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was going to uh, a church, a non-denominational church, which was much much different. I'd been in the Baptist church for a while, and and in this non-denominational church, I began to notice that there was a freedom, there was a there was an expression, there was a lifting up of the hands, and and there was just something. Uh, different, and I begin to see the power of God move in services, and I just begin to to be hungry for that. I had a real problem with the word baptism of the Holy Spirit because I believed and I'd been taught that when you receive Jesus, you receive the baptism of the, you know, you were baptized by the Holy Spirit, and you received everything that that God had for you. While I was taught that, I knew that wasn't true. In practice, and so I began to see this pattern in in the Book of Acts, and and uh, I had a great uh, problem with speaking in tongues, but I just got hungry uh, for for all the Lord had for me. And in fact, I ended up going to Korea, went to a mission trip to Korea, went to the to the largest church in the world at the time, and in Seoul, Korea, and went to an all night prayer meeting on Friday night. And, 
they would pray a while and then they would sing a while and then they would preach a while and and uh, they'd do some announcements then they'd do that again they did it all night long but I noticed a, a real fervency as they would announce things to pray for and the people would pray with great fervency and I didn't know at you know how they were praying but after I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I discovered that they were praying in a language. They were praying in other tongues. So after that Friday night prayer meeting, then uh, on Monday uh, night, I went to another prayer meeting, and uh, I went forward to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and so they prayed for me. And, uh, I, I know they bound something that was that was keeping me from manifesting the, the, the prayer language, but I didn't receive it then. But that next day I went to uh, to a place in Korea called Prayer Mountain where people go, they'll pray and fast, and um, they had services. I didn't go to the service, I just prayed. And so I went to a prayer grotto and, and I just asked the Lord to fill me with the Holy Spirit and told me if he wanted me to speak in tongues that I was okay with that and so I began to speak in another language that I never had spoken in before and I knew it was real and then I I came back from from Korea came back to America and and uh, you know the devil that first day coming back the enemy tried to convince me that I hadn't really received anything but when I got back I had a I had a joy that I never had experienced before and also, God opened my tear ducts, and I began to weep and weep and weep. And then the Lord began to give me uh, some insight into the into the spiritual realm, and so uh, my life was was changed, forever changed. And that's been uh, around 34 years ago, and and I'm so grateful for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I and I know it's something that's needed. There's a there's a recovery program that deals with with people with drug and alcohol problems and and they have a high cure-all rate of like around 80 percent because they introduce people to the, the the baptism of the holy spirit the founder of that particular ministry teen challenge david wilkerson many years ago found that that what you needed to do is you needed to, to introduce people that were having this battle with drugs and alcohol to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to the power of God, and the power of God would begin to, to help them in their walk. So I want to look at a passage, uh, maybe more than one passage, but Acts chapter 19, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Now look at this. We see this first, when you believe. So these were people that had believed. So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Now John's baptism was a baptism of repentance getting ready for Jesus, but it wasn't the baptism that was in the New Testament. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. So
saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. So this was just a small group. There was possibly maybe some ladies also. But as they received the Holy Spirit, they spoke in other tongues, and also they uh, prophesied. They prophesied. Now, in Mark chapter 16, when Jesus was telling them to, you know, that he was getting ready to leave, he gave them some instructions from the word and he said in verse 15 and he said into them go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he who believes in and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned and these signs will follow those that believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So he said these signs will follow those that believe. They'll, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. And then he said they'll take up serpents and they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Now he wasn't telling them to just grab a hold of snakes. That's not what he was talking about. But he was talking about if they were hurt and they were proclaiming the gospel that even from a snake bite or even from something they ate they had a right because of that proclamation to take authority over the devil but it says they'll speak with new tongues but these signs will follow those who what those who believe so the baptism of the holy spirit will follow those that believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said that he would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Now, this shows you something right here. Now, these disciples hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. But miracles still came through their their life because they believed that when they preached the word that miracles should follow them. But then in Acts chapter 1, the former account I made of Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, now, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 
just like in water baptism, one thing I've noticed about every person I've ever baptized, and when I got baptized, there was something similar. We all got wet. And and I really believe biblical baptism is by immersion because, again, it, that word baptismal means to immerse. You're saying no to the old ways of, of life and yes to the new way. But, but it said, Jesus, wait, and Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're going to receive power. You're going to receive dunamis. You're going to receive the power of God, and it's going to come upon you. Now, when we look at the the New Testament, there's two works of the Holy Spirit. There's a Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us. There's a Holy Spirit producing Jesus. There's a Holy Spirit producing the fruit of the Spirit as as we walk with the Lord. And then there's the Holy Spirit coming upon us, coming upon us for ministry. Now, some people teach that the gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, those nine gifts, that those gifts are not, the fruit is more important than the gifts. So That is so ridiculous. It's not one or the other. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, Jesus had both. He had the fruit and he had the gifts. In fact, the scripture says that he was moved with compassion. So when he was moved with compassion, what did he do? He healed the sick. When he was moved with compassion, what did he do? He he fed the people. Okay, he exercised mercy. He was moved with compassion. What did he do? He taught taught the multitude the word of God. So that teaching anointing. You know, whenever we're moved with the love of God, it will require action. So it's not just the fruit. It's not just the the gifts but it's both. So he said, you'll receive power, and then you'll be a witness to me in Jerusalem. In other words, right where you're at, I'll cause you to be a witness to me. You'll be a witness. You know, the Psalms talks about being a living memorial. You'll be something that people can see, where people can see that God's real. And then in Judea, and then in Samaria. Now, Samaria is where you begin to relate to people. You begin to be a witness to people that you never would be a witness to in the natural. You begin to have relationship with people that you never would have had relationship in the natural. And it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then it says to the end of the earth. So the, the, the Spirit's work will cause you to be a memorial, will cause you to, to be a blessing to humanity. And I, I would ask you a question today. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's something that is needed. It's something that is needed in your walk with God. Well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan, and it was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. 
That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you would like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas, 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan20 at juno.com. That's bmorgan20 at juno.com. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you the best is yet to come. We love you and thanks for listening.